tonight on World Walkers. Well, <laughs> shit. What? <laughs> all right. You so done I would like up. to talk about all the places we went wrong. <laughs> Step Let's have a one. Mortem, if we survive. <laughs> My name is Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, and this is World Walkers Season 5. While Hopscotch and Layla have made friends with a dreamwalker named Greg, Tristana and Harold had trouble when their infallible disguise started to fall apart at the seams. As for Vernon, well, he seems to be on a different path entirely. So let's get into it. Here's Season 5, Episode 3, the one that changed everything. I came to see this establishment. Give me a deception. Or, uh, what is your deception bonus? Uh, let's see. That's charisma, which is a modifier of a one. And I have no proficiency. One. You critically succeed. So they're going to believe it seems like you've got them in. They're taking you as a legitimate hardcore gunslinger. Like they kind of all draw in their breath. They're a little more apprehensive, a little more nervous now, where they are at first uh, accusatory. Mm -hmm. Now, they're cautious, and the soldier says, and and, uh, why is that? I mean, Cosgrove is legendary. Where not only it's rails, but also the drink that my (coughs) foolish compadrin Compadron? Compadron, yes. <laughs> Stick with it, it's going well. <laughs> Drink. I am a curious goblin. Curious Glenslinger. I was afraid the reception would not be taken well, but I knew this was the only place to see both of those things. So, I hired what I thought was a good soldier, <laughs> and uh, that helped me get around. And he kind of his eyes narrow. And he says, and who's your... Who's your master? Crosby. And if you know the man, he is a man. One of the unconventional... <laughs> more unconventional. <laughs> no, sorry. He's, he's not even a man. It's, sorry, it's more like... He's trying to say, if you know the gunslinger, you know that uh, he's obviously speaking more like eloquent here maybe than I am doing this right now as a person. <laughs> Like, he would be trying to express the idea. He would be like, he's a man who's curious. And these two things are curious from where I'm from. Their eyes kind of dart around to each other. He looks like he's looking at certain individuals, but you can't see who uh, with your back in the position that you are. Let's let's take you to Maester Norlin and get this sorted out. I mean, me and my compatriots mean you no harm. Here, check out the sites. So, Vernon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's this soft, bright light that hits your eyes as you kind of feel yourself vanish from the cold interior of a carved out mountain, and you see a splendid city of marvels before you. 
you feel like you're you're stepping off of that platform into cobblestone streets made of several materials gravel precious metals and several types of rock-like materials that make up the pathways of the city as you look around you can see buildings come in all sorts of shapes and sizes everything from archaic steeples with piles of oranges in the windows to magnificent mansions full of many rooms and chambers the buildings are eclectic but there does seem to be some sense of placement some sort of uh, reason for where they've uh, organized themselves because the buildings get bigger the further into the city you go more perplexing than the buildings are the people there are noble knights in suits of armor composed of pajamas there are kids running the streets wearing the robes of archmages with duck feet that they just kind of waddle and race to the streets. Start a trend. There are even dukes walking with authority, sporting duck feet. Everyone seems content. You can't find an unhappy face in the crowd. As soon as you start to become somewhat comfortable with your surroundings, you notice there are a number of staircases in the city in the middle of the street. They lead up to the city directly above you. The people and the places in the city are upside down, or maybe maybe you are. You're not really sure anymore. There are several areas that draw your attention. One building in particular that catches your eye starts at the top and the bottom of each city, reaching the full height available. It has many windows and a large, beautiful door etched with stars and trees that fill you with a sense of inspiration. You gain a hero point right then and there. Further through the city, though, you can't see it, but you can feel it. It feels like some sort of court or collection. And you're free to walk wherever you want. You feel like no matter which way you go, you're going to find your way. I was drawn to the giant building. That's probably where I would head. Seems like the place the world walkers would go. Yep. So you make your way, you walk, and before too long... You suddenly find yourself right in front of it. I will knock. All right. You wrap the door a few times, and then you hear someone rustling behind it. They're messing with rocks, and they're fumbling with uh, handles. And then standing before you, head tilted, a little confused, with a little maroon vest and a white shirt, some nice pants, nothing too fancy. And it's a, it's an old halfling, one who's lived a very, very long life. And they look you up and down, and then they put their hand on their leg and kind of lean off to the side of it, and they're like, what do you need, she says. I don't. And then she kind of throws a worrisome look behind her, and she shuts the door as she comes outside. Okay. I thought she shut the door in my face. <laughs> I <laughs> need, need somebody who's not going to slam the door in my face. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't know exactly what I need, but I know that I'm here to find Dreamwalkers. Oh, well, you, you chose the wrong place. There was a group of you a little while ago that were looking and they went off to the court of walkers. Okay. Well, that'll do. Thank you. What's, what, before you go, what's going uh, it's probably better to not trouble you with it. Who stares at you? Tell me what's going on. I don't like that. 
I'm I'm looking You're for people. You're just an old halfling. Yeah, I, I'm looking for people <laughs> who can help me, um, hopefully get back to my friends, but also help my friends and I, um, save everyone. Holds her head back. Whoa! Why don't you just wake up? Because we need to find Dreamwalkers, and we don't know how to do that when we're awake. I thought they are everywhere now. Well, you know. They tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> they tell you their network and then you look covers for them. the but, whole but United they're really, States. They're really quite you... <laughs> elusive. Are you a dreamwalker? Uh, not in title. Only in deed. All right. She has like this worrisome face. She starts kind of like thinking and working through stuff in her head, but she kind of walks away from you and walks inside the door and shuts it. Then the locks and the fumbling and the handles all over again. Um, yeah, I'll go to the court of the walkers. Uh, you begin walking, and again, you find it sort of effortless. You almost glide through the city as you make it, uh, make your way to your destination. And as you draw uh, closer and closer, there's a, a beautiful building that almost takes your breath away. And then surrounding it is this, it's a garden. But it's a garden uh, that's composed of these beautiful trees that they, they're not a forest. They've obviously been grown in a certain way. But as it draws your breath in, as you take a moment to really take in the splendor of this entire thing, you kind of feel a presence behind you. Mm-hmm. And there's a very soft whisper in your ear. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hornigan Christian. Oh my god! <laughs> How dare you do that? As I'm taking a drink of water, <laughs> you feel a presence behind you, and then a voice kind of fills your ear. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Oh fuck! <laughs> Could never have gotten here without you. And then you feel a. A little blow in your ear. And then you wake up. And you're back in Cosgrove. You're slumped in a chair. Mm-hmm. And you're looking around. You try to bring your hands up. Shackles. Shackled to a chair. Okay. No telling how long you've been out. Greg, along with Layla and Hopscotch. You continue your travels. And... It's not too long. Now, it is It is sweltering. It is extremely hot. Ooh. You're all dripping with sweat. Does Greg feel like he can trust them enough now? Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty trusting. All of this walking has been for show. This has been you trying to feel them out, make sure they know. Uh, Greg is in uh, possession of something called a portal stone. It is a small, smooth stone with arcane etchings that... Whenever you need to, you can use it to trigger a portal that will rip out and allow you to walk to the destination that it's tied to. That destination is Cosgrove. Well, I think this is about the time that I should tell you I we can just get there. I, I just wanted to make sure you guys were okay, you know. It, I, I wasn't... I had to make sure I could trust you, you know, that you're not Why just trying to... Why were we walking this whole time? <laughs> you know, sometimes you just need to stretch your legs a little, get some exercise. It's good for your heart, I hear, you know. It's... 
Well, either way, I got this thing that we can get there with, so... Alright, What is cool. Layla's face like? <sighs> the just... Just, just like there's another one. Just don't include me in this. Oh. Just, yes, just use it. I, I, we really just wasted all that time. We could have been doing something. Okay, yep, just use it. <laughs> He's like, all right, and I'll use it. I don't know if he, like, cracks it or whatever he's supposed to do with it. You just focus on it for a second. Um, when you finish tracing the etchings inside the stone, there's this swirl of uh, energy, and it kind of pulses and pulses and then it forms just a, a it rips a portal open that pulsates and you know that you only have a few seconds all right quick everybody get in oh okay ladies first oh don't mind if i do Layla, <laughs> oh, oh well this is how you get rid of layla she runs in <laughs> sucker all right now we go to go the get real yourself a nice bitch juice <laughs> All right, so one by one, each of you jumps in, mm-hmm. and you find yourselves surrounded by these uh, glass cases and the sounds of. Oh, the plan would have worked too. Just waiting. Yeah, we're just like taking him back. Yeah, if we could have only gotten you to the watch. You take in the scene, and you seem to be. In some sort of delicate uh, glass display case uh, centered store. And inside, now, obviously, Greg knows uh, it's a place called Timekeepers and it sells various watches and uh, pocket watches, clocks, and all that. But Layla and Hopscotch would have no idea what this is. Where are we? This is just the. This is every nightmare I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) What? What is this? It's a. It's just a timekeeper. I don't. What? Why? Why what? It's. It's just a store. I mean, I can't get the noise out of my head. Behind uh, uh, one of the uh, particularly nice glass uh, cases, someone comes around. They're a dwarf with large glasses. They have pumpkin orange clothes. They seem exasperated as they look. <laughs> and it looks like their outfit's not even complete. It looks off. Something about it looks weird. But he turns around and he says, What is this? What is What are you, Mr. Pumpkins? Uh, oh, pardon my friend here. Uh, but he's orange. David has pumpkins. Yes, that's still not very nice. <laughs> Pumpkins are a regal tuber. (laughs) I don't think they're tubers. I believe they're squash. Like I care about your gardens. What are you doing? Why would you have the most annoying store? Does does Greg know this guy? He would know of him. He's had Greg has almost never had to use that stone. Okay. Okay. But it's a fail safe. So do I know who this guy is? At Luke least, is. He's just, I mean, he's just a dwarf that runs yeah, a shop. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. I just, we had to pop in here. You know, uh, you must be Lucas, right? Hi, I'm Greg. Nice I have to meet to you. Be. Oh, yeah, cool. hi. Hold hi. my hand out. Shake it. Shakes your hand. <laughs> sorry, we just had to, you know, needed a quick, needed to get in here real quick. So, uh, you know, thank you for letting us pop in here. Oh, by it's all very, means. Very, very generous. Uh, well, we... <laughs> 
have some business to take care of, but thank you. Could it possibly be a timepiece? Uh, you have one well, that doesn't make noise. I do, actually. I have a, a box of uh, very select, interesting pieces. They don't make any noise at all. Are they broken? They are indeed broken. Hmm. Well, I don't hear the noise. They're all of the I'm fashion, checking none my of the coin purse to see how much <laughs> I have. I mean, I, they look very nice, but I can't exactly tell time, so it's not really going to help me too much. Then why'd you look at your wrist like you've done it before? <laughs> That's where you put them at, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously you're familiar. Now there's no better time to learn time. Ah, I, <laughs> I see, yeah. I see. Should really buy something before you go. How much? How well uh, to do are you? I mean, <laughs> I I have some. I'm not. She's more than she will admit to. Well, let's not go <laughs> putting around my the business bus. there. I have some coin. It, if it will help you, I understand the business entrepreneurial. You have one that will transport us. Okay, it'll help you get there. How much for one of your pieces? On time. Do you have one that will, like, get me there without having to walk? Turns away. <laughs> I let, have money, too. Let me put you into a very nice pocket watch. Over here. This oh, is... Okay. Silver. Oh, very nice. The etchings on here depict the very first jump rail. And you look at it... The what now? Right. That what's etched on there is it's some sort of exactly you guys. it's got like a basic framework and then it has it's like a platform that seems to be uh strapped down onto these uh two large rails and it like in the back of it there is this powerful looking uh contraption that just has like the etchings of steam flying off of it do you have anything like with maybe like a flower on it or something? Yeah, sure. Hold on a second. <laughs> and he walks over and he just has like this uh, this bronze timepiece hanging from a chain. How much is that? This is 15 gold. Sparrows' right. eyes. Yes, I will, I will purchase this from you. I apologize. I understand. It can be frustrating when people come into your... There Business we go. And don't purchase. Business. It's all I've asked for all day. There. there. Yeah, <laughs> Bronze pocket watch now. I love that Layla's 100% the person who, like, just walked into the store to use the bathroom. <laughs> it was like, and now then, I like, feel guilty. Too much, too much social anxiety to not yep. also buy something. Yep. Walks into a Starbucks, like, stomach upset, has to use <laughs> the restroom, walks out with the soy latte. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> But not just like not just like the basic one. Had to get the premium right. one. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think I'm gonna buy this. <laughs> she didn't want to hear the vent, so she got the venti. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that will conclude our business here. Correct. I hope so. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, man. This is really great. You know, it's uh, very helpful for us. You know, we gotta go though. So, uh, you know, have a good day. Bye. As you walk out, he just flips the clothes sign and starts locking up. Made some money today. As you walk out, you find yourself within this rather interesting... At first, like, when you walk out, when you walk out you're just being hurried out so fast, it's like you're in a large cave. And then it takes you just a, 
just a moment to take in that you're in this large, fascinating underground city. They have carved homes out of the walls. There are immense series of rails that maybe you wouldn't necessarily know what they are right off the bat, but they are going to and from these large holes all throughout the cavern. And not too far from here, there is a tavern that would ring a bell based on what Greg was saying called the Green Dream. Well, I have a feeling they took their stuff, the stuff that they poached in there probably, or they're going to if they haven't And you would know that. They've been selling it out of this place, but the Dreamwalkers have a really big problem with people heading down to the Dreaming Tree and just trying to run it dry. Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) And people are becoming more and more hooked on a sort of unnatural dreaming. And before you left, the dreamwalker that you spoke to that kind of gave you the okay to head down here, they really worried that too much dreaming is going to oversaturate the area almost. Mm -hmm. It's really starting to bring too much focus, too much dreaming here, kind of unnatural dreaming they're worried about what kind of uh, situation they might create. Mm-hmm. Draw too much attention there. Yeah. So, if so, we know it's being sold out of here, but we don't know like where they take it to or something. Or you're just not sure who's going down there because you could walk into the t- like, you know, if you wanted to, I guess you could walk into the tavern and start right. beating people up, going like, "Hey, quit selling this shit." But you are hoping to find the the actual people, whoever is doing it, they're underground. Right. As of right now, you lost track of them. You'd be lucky to just find them wandering the streets. So it depends on whether your focus is still on that or these two new individuals that are with you. Well, uh, this is Cosgrove. So I don't know if you guys had business here. Uh I mean, if you did, I, I'd be more than happy to direct you to where you need to go. And as you look around, you also, you can see there is a, <laughs> an amazing, beautiful waterfall that pours out of here. And it seems to be directed not just to, like, reserves, but these large, for lack of a better term, like, I guess, machines, which you've never seen something like this before. But they are uh, they are large metal parts churning and spinning and shaking and moving, and you have no idea what this is for. But I see the pub, right? Oh yeah, I mean. Okay, so I, I want a drink. <laughs> oh well, I mean, by all means, there's uh, I'm maybe I can scope some things out while we're in there. You know, kind of keep an eye on people. That could work. All right, sure. Let's uh, go to the. This place is called the Green Dream, or is it called something else? It's called the Green okay, Dream, that, and they—that's their signature drink, yeah, the okay, Green so Dream. Both. People can can drink it and sort of feel almost like they're in a dream if they sip it, if they take it smart. Anyone who downs it is going to be out for one or more days. Now, I do not now. So you know, you should not be drinking this Green Dream stuff. It's pretty, pretty bad to be trying to keep people from getting it too much all right so i stay away from that one just stick with the don't take the house special there with that can get you into some nasty business maybe okay all right i'll lead them that's where everybody else is right well as you start walking towards the green dream you can hear commotion up ahead not in the pub 
Not in the pub. And now, Hopscotch has probably come to one of the most difficult crossroads of his life. (laughs) (laughs) Do I recognize the voices? Not yet. It's Hopscotch's major decision. Do you follow the drink or the plot hook? <laughs> Layla, what do you want to do? You hear that? Hopscotch <laughs> yeah, looks so defeated. <laughs> well, I mean, do you need a drink that badly? What? What is? Well, we want to stay out of trouble too much here, but now, Greg would know. A commotion like this means that one of the maesters—they're like the leaders of the city—must be out and about because people are gathered in a pretty condensed area. Huh, I think one of the city leaders is up there. Maybe we should, uh... Yeah, sure. I don't know, it could be Maybe something important. Maybe I can important. wow the crowd with my gravitas. So, yeah, let's let's go see. I don't know if this is something important or not. Could be could be good or could be bad. Do Does the pub do to-go cups? <laughs> I don't think so. Right. But we can go afterwards. We, we will get right, your yeah, drink. Yeah, we'll get yeah, your yeah, drink. Yeah. Okay. All right, so as you travel through the city and make your way, they have set up some kind of large stage, it looks like, according to uh, what Hopscotch and Layla would take as a stage. But what Greg would know is this is kind of, this is what they call um, the council circle. It's where individuals come and have to face one of the maesters, the dwarvish leaders that help either conduct the business here make the laws and enforce the laws or decide which dwarves are ready to move into one of the brotherhoods and do they head into one of the brotherhoods separated throughout the uh, the world of Cog or do they head to the mountain which only the most skilled engineers are allowed to head to the brotherhood of the mountain mm-hmm this seems like a we better enforce the law kind of crowd. <laughs> oh. So they have set up a they have set up a curtain. They have set up a uh, large podium. That's where the Meister's going to be. And you're all just kind of waiting to see what happens. Now backstage. I'm backstage. Yes, there are um, two these individuals. They are they are dwarves of a different nature. They have um, cloaks, and they have kind of thick leather, uh, definitely for armor, for protection. And the two of them, one balding, one with this relentless uh, curly hair that he's never going to figure it out. He tries every day. He he does the washing, the shampooing, the conditioner. He's shaved it. It's just not going to get anywhere. Probably not something that you care about right now, but it's important to who the struggles of his life. The two of them are standing, and you, you, you're still kind of coming to. It's been groggy, but now as you really gain a focus, they say, "Hey, you awake now?" Mostly. Your two friends. They got something they're going to have to talk about. We really want to give the gunslinger his the floor. Been a long time since we've had a gunslinger down here. Not even sure how I got down here. How did you get down here, by the way? I can't really remember. I 
I must still be under the spell of the drink. Who's his friend? Which one? How many friends he got here? Are we talking about the gunslinger? Right, who's his friend? Who's his friend? Who's his friend? Baby dwarf? <laughs> they look at each other. Thought it was a halfling. Okay. <laughs> I'm not familiar with her. We got some questions for you, but we couldn't get you to sit upright, and hence the shackles, and they unlock you. <laughs> yeah, they were using them to kind of hold you up. They didn't want to sit there. And... <laughs> Harold and Tristano, what you would know is. They wanted you to make a big public declaration to the city. Like, what have you come here for? What is the point of all this? And you need to bring it up to the maester who you will meet directly in this, uh, the council circle. And so they have escorted you back behind the curtain where you see Vernon just being released from shackles. Vernie! As you were walking... Harold, you got a slight glance as you are walking uh, to the curtain and you see a few old friends. Hopscotch and Layla are in the crowd and they're standing next to just a, a beef of a dwarf. You're not sure who that person is. Respect. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a couple of sexy looking fists. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it. Uh, <laughs> he could pound my ass anytime. <laughs> oh, tough. It's not, not even clever. It's just, <laughs> I know. It's just a well, wish like, list. I mean, like a fight, right? Like it was. Yeah, that's he, what you mean. But that's, yeah. well, what do you think I mean? Make it oh seem my like gosh. Be a fight. I was talking about going cheek to cheek. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Uh, <sighs> no, yeah. Uh, Harold would take note of it, and if he could help Trishana, you know, like get Trishana alone, he would. Yeah, you can on the on the pass, yeah. Yeah, you just like point it out, you know, like if anything goes down, get them and get out. Looks like we're all back together again, sort of, just separated <laughs> by this stage and all those dwarves, and all those dwarves. All right, so yeah, you're all three reunited, and then they say, well. Make a good gunslinger. Maester Norlin is not one to be trifled with. Hopefully you got something really important to say to bring him over here. How oh, can I see them? Mm-hmm. You just got a quick glance of them as, you, as they walk I'm going to yell out, Hey, guys, why are you performing up there without me? Harrowood <laughs> <laughs> would, like, shoot hopscotch a look. Well, you're behind the curtain, so oh, I can yeah, hear like, it. Oh, you, you know the guys up there? Heck yeah, man, that's my crew. Yes, we can. I just like hop too. on the stage and go back backstage? You can, with you can them? rush up there if you want to. I don't want to rush like forebodingly. Can I just like take my loot out and start like performing? Yeah. Some shit and like woo the crowd. Yeah, give me a performance check. Warm them up for us. Mostly for us, for Harold. Oh, 26. Uh, people are noticing. They're turning around and looking. They're surprised. Look at you. You're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, people. Put your hands up. Oh, yeah. I 
I'm just like, there's making a path for oh, yeah. me. I'm just kind of hopping on the stage. Like, hey, my friends are about to come out. It's going to be a good time. Let me hear you. Make some noise. And uh, yeah, the crowd kind of parts confused. And you climb up on stage and Layla's left behind. I'll just kind of follow a trail behind him. Oh, yeah, this is my posse. Kind of trail behind him. And someone's like, what is your posse's name? We're the Dreamwalkers. And that catches Greg off guard. Because you have not mentioned the Dreamwalkers. Wait. You guys are Dreamwalkers? Heck yeah, man. <laughs> Dreamwalker? I mean, yeah. Dreamwalker! Right, no, Dreamwalker, man. That makes this a heck of a lot easier. To... Okay. Right on. Cool. Yeah, Dreamwalkers. Dreamwalkers, Woo! one of them says. Why are you here? Well, I mean, that's uh, that's my business. Uh, or I'm sorry, that's our business. So, uh, hey. you know, that's, that's, that's Dreamwalker business, strictly. It's very, very important. His eyes dart back and forth. Great, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Charming, man. Very cool. Anyway, are we cool? So, uh... I mean, uh, hey, man, what's going on? No, we need to get ready for, for Maester Norland. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, is he going to kill his grandson and then not care? What? <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't think that's what's... Because that's what happened to some other guy, then he turned into a nightmare, and I just want to make sure that that's not you. That was in a dream, Hopscotch, not here. That looked pretty real to me when that tree all got up and What the fuck, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies anyway, for my so friends. So then he, uh, go, okay, okay. And then you hear uh, someone kind of shout out, and now we're going to hear from the first gunslinger in the city of Cosgrove in many, many years. If his message is necessary, Maester Norlin will come out. And this may indeed be possibly the first steps towards a rejoining of the gunslingers and the dwarves, the Brotherhood. We may indeed find a reason for us to work together, for wounds to heal or something more than the chaos and the bloodshed that has been the definition of our relationship for so, so long. I'm going to whisper to Harold, this sounds pretty serious. It is indeed. Are you going to do all that? I will try. You guys are friends with a gunslinger? Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's got this little uh, toad thing that's a god. Ooh. With that, the curtain is pulled back, and the two individuals push Harold forward. You find yourself in the center stage, and we will find out what happens next time. That wraps up our latest episode of World Walkers. Everything we do is because of our patrons, so thanks to all of you for making this happen. If you want early episodes, outtakes, access to our home rules, and a bunch more, join us at patreon.com worldwalkers. Thanks to the musicians who have made their music available, and thanks to Sirenscape for allowing access to their work. You can find links to everyone in the show notes.
Nathan just posted World Walkers, the one where Nathan kills the world in two to three sessions. Yeah, uh, so that's why I said no about going to be curious. That was the only (laughs) place we did not want to go specifically. We needed to find people. And we know how to get back. We just need a bottle of Green Dream. We're, We're fucking square. We know where we need to go. It'll take us there. Yeah. If we'll, it still we'll, exists. We'll combat the problem at its source. Yeah. <laughs> sure, everything will go fine for us. <laughs> no, it's World Walkers. The yeah. one where Nathan's a Trojan horse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nay. World Walkers. <laughs> the one where Nathan fucks up again. <laughs> <laughs> it was too mean, but it was funny. And then I was like, I think you'll appreciate it. And I hope yeah. he knows it's only done in jest and humor yeah, and not like funny. I'm actually. Did I not find the Dreamwalkers? <laughs> Just it. killed Tompkins and his wife. Oh, God.